Welcome to We Are DB. I am Brenton, joined as always by Danielle. Hey, everybody. Join us as we count up the IMDb's best movies of all time and discuss some of the greatest films you mightn't ever have seen. This week, rated as number 10 on the Internet Movie Database by millions of film lovers from around the world, is Fight Club. Released in 1999, starring Brad Pitt and Edward Norton as the leads, Fight Club is about an anarchist group based on the 1996 novel by Chuck Palahniuk. I don't know where it's meant to be set specifically or what genre it would be, but the film is directed by David Fincher. So I think we should talk kind of more about the plot and what this movie is actually about, because I'll tell you, it was not what I thought it was going to be about. Same. I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was like going to be a dumb boxing movie or something. That's exactly what I thought, and it was so not that, and I I really liked it. I don't know what kind of genre this movie would be classed under, but if you've seen any of David Finch's works, maybe Seven was the one that he made before this, it's kind of got that gritty, dark sort of feel. It's kind of dirty sort of feel. Like, even if you enjoy it, you still want to go have a shower yeah. afterwards. Yeah, I can definitely get behind that description of it. It's it's weird. Like, it's it's not what you're expecting. Quite different. It's almost got a gritty feel like a 1970s movie, like from New York or something. It's just like this this grimy sort of Grungy feel. Sort yeah. Of. And the subject matter falls into that as well. Like it's just looking at sort of really atypical interpersonal and social behavior of the main character uh, because, you know, he does some things that are like really not very socially acceptable and it kind of explores that side of the human condition a little bit. Yeah, Edward Norton's character uh, basically founds a chaotic anarchist group with Brad Pitt's character, uh, so they do some unconventional kind of... Borderline vandalist, terrorist terrorist (laughs) acts. Yeah, but it's an interesting journey to go on, particularly the character that Edward Norton is at the beginning. Who... We haven't figured out if he has a name or not. It was surprising because when I first watched this, I didn't realize that they don't actually name his character. Yeah. Because he's the protagonist, they always just refer to him. As him. Yeah, they, they it's not really noticeable. Mm. But his character in the beginning is very sort of white-collar, uh, very humble sort of lifestyle that he has. He's very okay with just living his quiet life. Um, ordering furniture off the IKEA catalog, and it definitely takes a shift a couple of times throughout the end of the, yeah. before the end of the movie. There's one point, there, there's two points actually, but the one point in the beginning, you're just like, how did I get here? It you definitely feels I mean? like three movies in one. There's yeah. a couple of points where, whoa, what, what am I watching now? I thought I was watching something else. Yeah, because in the first, let's just call it the first third, I'm like, what the heck am I watching here? Like, this this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then it takes a turn, and you're like, I really like this. You know, I, I want to see where this goes. And then you see where it goes, and it doesn't go where you think it's going to go. And you're like, again, well, that was kind of weird. But I still, I still enjoyed it. I think I liked it more in hindsight than what I did the first time around. Um, yeah, because how many times have you seen it? Probably half a dozen, six or so. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, right here. The first time I watched this, I was probably 17, 18, and it was a very sort of uh, 
You said it was kind of influential for you. It was because I was sort of at a vulnerable time in my life where I was trying to decide what's important to me and where I wanted to go with my life and who I am. Mm -hmm. So when I first watched it, it really sort of opened my eyes, particularly Brad Pitt's character, Tyler Durden. He he has a particular philosophy behind him, um, which we'll get into more later. It's a very big part of the movie. And I... After I first watched it, I was so taken by it that I uh, recommended it to this girl that I was dating at the time. And uh, just a heads up, it's probably not a great date movie. <laughs> she was just like, what? Why are you making me watch this? This is not... But in my mind, I thought it was like, oh, you've got to watch this. This has interesting uh, methodology behind it. It's a thinker, that's for sure. It's one of those, like, would I watch this again? Yeah, but would I watch it as a sit down and be entertained movie no it's a like i want to re-explore this it's not for everyone no i, I really don't think so yeah if you're just someone who likes to sit down and just put on something funny or watch it you'll you'll probably like you'll be like what the hell is this movie again comparing it to to seven seven's not an everyone's movie but it does make you think I really like that movie, even though I really don't like that movie. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yes, and like, I think that portrays over to this movie as well. Yeah, like, well, and same director you said, right? Yes. Yeah. No, Seven, and you know I don't do scary movies, and it's not a scary movie. It's just a fucked up thriller movie. It's got that that grunge and that, again, that really exploring the unacceptable side of human behavior. And it like does I said, look into that a lot. I, I think... I think about it a lot, that movie. Um, Seven? Yeah, because it was so interesting to me and the psychology behind it. But it gives me freaking nightmares, man. Like, it was just... It was really dark. This one... This one was not so dark. I think it's played story-wise in the way it plays out. Where it's... I mean, like, it's engaging. Mm Mm-hmm. All the way through. So do you want to talk about characters now? Yes, and okay. going into characters more, I think, is going to be pretty spoiler-heavy. Yeah. So maybe just go watch the movie or continue if you've already seen it. I think one of the biggest things above all else that you can take away from this movie is Tyler's philosophy mm. and the psychology behind this movie. I haven't read the novel. I don't know what it is. I didn't know it was based on a novel. Yes, but I'm, I haven't read it. I'm not really sure what it's about. He has this philosophy where... He makes you really appreciate life uh, in sort of the sick, fucked up way that Jigsaw does in the Saw movies. He's like, appreciate it for what it is. Otherwise, what's the point of living? Mm. Um, And both Brad Pitt's Tyler Durden has that sort of mentality. And so does um, Helena Bonham Carter's Marla has that sort of philosophy as well. Um, They even mentioned it in there. Their idea is that you should live as if you're going to die at any point. Mm. Because in reality, you might just. Mm -hmm. And it's things like that that I really took away from it. And I thought, well, I don't want to do things in my life that don't make me happy. Mm -hmm. And everything should be for some sort of personal reason for doing things and not just doing it for social norms or traditional paradigms. Because you're supposed to. And I thought there was... Okay, so the whole purpose, the whole part that's the fight club part of this movie is that they start an underground club at this grungy old bar on Friday nights where a whole bunch of men will get together, no shoes, no shirts, and scrap down 
go back to your animalistic instincts and just let it out. And he, how did he put it? He's like, it was on the tip of everyone's tongue. We just gave it a name. You know what I mean? And it's this, I, that really resonated with me for some reason, because I have always kind of been an advocate for not, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but not bottling up your humanistic instincts and urges too much, you know? So like, letting out aggressiveness in a socially acceptable manner. I mean, I don't know if this is socially acceptable, but I mean... It's good to express yourself animalistically yes, every, from time to time. Because we are animals. Well, I was telling you about this. I think it's it's unusual that some things like that are socially unacceptable for adults to do. Say, like climbing a tree or screaming at the top of your lungs or mm-hmm. getting in a fight with someone which are very sort of these basic animalistic feelings. And Brad Pitt says that at the beginning when he's starting the fight club, how much can you really know about yourself if you've never been in a fight? Yeah. And I think that's a very good point because you feel things that you wouldn't feel in everyday life. And I think that's a good point to bring. And one of the assignments that uh, Tyler Durden's character throughout the movie because, like, within Fight Club, all members of the club are given, like, homework at the end of every night. Yes. So- One of these assignments is that you have to go pick a fight with someone, but you have to lose. Mm. And I think that's a very important thing because you're bringing out these animalistic feelings in people who normally wouldn't feel it. And because you're losing, you're giving this empowerment to someone who would never usually feel that. Mm. Um, and in the movie, they show... A religious man. He's a priest. He who he, <laughs> who gets pushed into into breaking and snapping, and he eventually fights. And later on, you see him actually in the fight club. Yeah. Um. And I think if you're a random person and someone picks a fight with you, and then you win that fight after you've been pressured, how empowering must that really feel? How invigorated? And that's the point of the assignment. I show you, you dumbass. Like that's exactly you know the way I would feel. Yeah. Like. Well, that's yeah. the point, is to try and live as you should feel, you know. Mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt calls them uh, human sacrifices, where he points that gun to that guy's head, even yeah. though there's no bullets in there. So he'll go around and terrorize these people who are, you know, working menial jobs and or just generally not living up to what he would consider to be their full potential. Yeah, he tries to make them live their life as if it's ending one minute at a time. And I think that's something that we can all take away in our lives as to we have a limited amount of time on this planet. We should really make the most of it. And he pushes that guy to go back to veterinary school. He says, why why, didn't, why aren't you doing it? And he said, oh, there's a bunch of pressures. And he was just making up these excuses. But he said, you have to go to veterinary school. Make something better of yourself and don't waste your life. That is a big thing yeah, that I took away from this. What did he say? He's like, I'll see you next week, and if you're not enrolled, you'll be dead or something about that. And what did he say? He's like, tomorrow will be the best day of his life. That would be the best tasting breakfast he's ever had. And I think that's absolutely true. How much do we take for granted the little things in life until you have an experience like that? Mm-hmm. Until you realize that we're all going to die someday. Not fear, but realize that we're going to die someday and we've got to make the most of it while we're here. He decides to do some bad things, but, you know, got to make the most of it for the good as well. Well, it's just interesting too because it's taking... It's using these 
really unconventional and unacceptable methods to get like to better humanity well i think that's necessary it's a shock to to shock the system yeah no exactly and i agree with you i think it's really interesting and telling like if you sat down with a variety of people and showed them this movie and then had this conversation how many people would be appalled how many people would be like outraged at this you know and how many people would actually kind of be more like us and say well you know what it'd probably work (laughs) you know what i mean like it's not that bad well you said throughout it that you didn't really like tyler durden as a character even though you liked his philosophy because he was in this mindset that what he was thinking was 100 percent right all the time and you don't really like people like that you need to be open to change yeah he was he was a prick about it you know and he wasn't he wasn't open to well maybe i'm wrong and that's dangerous that is dangerous i think yeah so no that's a good way to put it and i think retrospectively that character's grown on me i'd like to watch again because i remember we were watching it and there was one point where we paused it and i was like asshole and you're like what's wrong i'm like he's just being he's just being the worst you know what i mean he was just being well that's the point yeah because edward norton's character was trying so hard to be your average stand-up citizen like most people are he's the audience and Tyler Durden was his direct opposite. So he's expressing things that he would normally not express at all or ever show because we're told that that's a bad thing always. Mm-hmm. I would like to say that I'm not very materialistic. And I would probably attribute a lot of that to this movie because I watched it at an impressionable time of my life where I thought to myself, what's the importance of the things that are in my life? What's the po- point of having things that we don't need for survival Mm -hmm. or things that aren't important to me, just Mm -hmm. to have things for the sake of things. And Edward Norton's character in there, he even says... uh, He's like, that apartment was my life. Yeah, he put a lot of emphasis on it when you really shouldn't. And I think that's a very good message that people should take away from this. Like that all you actually need to be happy is yourself. You know what I mean? You You don't need that stuff you don't need yeah it was just stuff and like he went from living in a very nice cushy well-decorated apartment to a decrepit building that flooded and leaked and had freaking fungus on the walls and he was forever bruised up and wearing dirty clothes and he was the happiest he'd ever been in his life two extremes but the point being that stuff isn't going to make you happy you are going to make you happy. Yes, and I don't agree with people who put so much emphasis and importance on physical things, Mm -hmm. um, especially if one day they are gone. He mentions how he didn't like that his his sofa was gone um, and that he thought that was going to be the last sofa that he ever bought sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And he just missed it like he missed a family member. They're pushing almost a very sort of Buddhist philosophy. let's say, an extremist philosophy, but in that a main tenet of Buddhism is non-permanence and acceptance of the fact that having attachment creates suffering. It's very much Mm -hmm. um, the philosophy of you got to learn to let go of things because... That ends your suffering. Yes. Once you no longer have that attachment and you understand that nothing lasts forever... Yes, I was just going to say that everything, everything ends at some point. 
even our lives, you know, mm-hmm. um, as morbid as that might be, it's realistic. And I think people should have a little bit of that in their back of their mind while they live their life and mm-hmm. choosing what's important to them. So even though it might just be a dumb fighting movie that's a bit grungy, but I think if you really listen to about what the uh, characters are saying, I think the author of the novel was really trying to tell you something. There's a message in there from uh, Brad Pitt where he says that you are not the materialistic, luxurious items that you think you are. Not in those words, I'm paraphrasing, but you mm-hmm. get the idea. So mm-hmm. uh, I took away that away mostly, particularly when I um, watched it for the first time. I've seen it several times since. And uh, it makes me sort of reassess where am I now in my life whenever I do watch it. Maybe I watch it every once every two years or so. Mm-hmm. And I think, okay, what what is excessive? How do I want to live my life? Mm-hmm. Every time I watch it, it sort of makes me reassess that and think critically about myself, which is always a good thing, I guess, just to sort of analyze where I am and what's important. I want to talk to a little bit about Tyler's character. You compared him very much to the Joker and how he's very chaotic. Because he is the embodiment of who Norton's character wants to be. I think it's interesting. He He's... Similar to the Joker in in a lot of ways. And I'm curious to what you think about, like, because I can see that similarity again in his aesthetic and how, like, I remember thinking initially when I first saw him, I'm like, damn, Brad Pitt's looking hot. You know what I mean? But I mean, he's, he's charming and he's edgy and he's gritty and he's got his spiky hair. And over time, he becomes more and more eccentric. And I'm just, you know, like with the... You definitely see that with the character. He just sort of wears whatever he wants rather than Like his bunny slippers and his fur coat and he shaves his head and he's always wearing women's sunglasses. But by the end, he's wearing like a lacy sort of uh, sleeved top sort of thing. Yeah, and I'm just curious too. Like, there's one comparison you can make to the Joker's that eccentric sort of aesthetic. It goes to the extremes to get his point across. exactly. And there's another and like the the chaos that he creates is that other main juxtaposition you could make and i'm just curious like why do you think there was that evolution over time why would norton's character have wanted to um become more and more eccentric over that's time? a very good question maybe because himself was becoming more eccentric so the heightened opposite of himself would have to be more eccentric because he was so bland in the beginning he was yes so anything that's sort of slightly energetic is the opposite of himself but Mm. as he becomes more like tyler durden his eccentricities are heightened themselves Mm. so his tyler durden has to be more chaotic uh to replicate that i think the way this movie is sort of cut together as a whole and the way it makes you feel a lot of it's set at night, and it, like I said, it's a very dirty sort of feel. Particularly in the beginning, it makes you feel like Norton's character in the sense that he doesn't really understand who he is or the way he's going. He's an insom- insomniac. He's trying to get the most out of everything. And the way it's cut makes you feel like you're also going through these crazy, Emotions, emotional, yeah. insomniac sort of mind space. Mm-hmm. Particularly when there's like, I don't know if you notice, but there's spliced in bits of Brad Pitt's character before you even meet Brad Pitt's character. It's in there about two or three times where there might be a flash 
which is a callback to um, explaining Brad Pitt's character as a projectionist, where he splices in bits of pornography throughout yeah. the scene. And I think there is a flash of that at the end as well. But it makes you think, oh, what what did I just see? Well, and he keeps saying, too, he's like, was I asleep? Yeah, you he know doesn't what know mean? what's real and what's not because he's constantly, like, hallucinating. I think, I think that's interesting that you bring that up. And it was a good... It was a good choice on the part of the director yeah it was a nice little touch because even you 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 saw it flash up and you're like whoa whoa." what was that yeah what was that you you mightn't have said it out loud but you at least say it within yourself you always think yeah a little side glance like is that just me did you see that that? yeah Yeah. (laughs) and i really like that it really makes you feel like the character would be feeling Mm -hmm. he even has these dream sequences with marla's character who is just as crazy and eccentric as Tyler Durden is. Mm-hmm. Well, that's our discussion of Fight Club. I hope you took more away from it than just the uh, dirty, grunging fight movie that it is. And try and live the best life that you can. Until next week, we are Danielle and Brenton. We have been Danielle and Brenton this week. Thanks for joining us. Feel free to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or comment on SoundCloud. And until next week, thanks for listening. Maybe you give a little bit more than a hello. Maybe just like, even if it's a hello, just give it a like, hi. Everyone sounds like, hello. Because uh, a couple of them have had to like select that little clip and like increase the volume. Okay. Hey, everybody. How's it going?